Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Reels to Trails. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? It's Way Up with Angela Yee, and we are definitely way up today because, you know, for me, I'm such a fan of hip-hop. This is how I grew up in Brooklyn, and two out of the three members of J.J. Fad are here, and I definitely grew up listening to you guys. Thank you. Supersonic. And you know what I love? Clover Hope just put out a book, too, um, where she was just documenting women in hip-hop, and you guys were definitely in there. Yes. You know, but... The reason why we even are here today, and let's get this out the way first, yes, is we had Fab Five Freddy on the show, yes, and he was talking about the JJ Fad album, and he said that Ice Cube wrote the whole album, right? And I and you know that a lot of people were like was surprised by that; mm-hmm. they didn't know that fun fact. But then you guys reached out because it was incorrect, right? And, so, and we just want to start by saying, first of all, there we're not mad at Fab Five mm-hmm. Freddy. He was yeah. just saying what he heard, you know, but it wasn't factual. So there's no beef or anything like that, but we just don't want that narrative out there right. that we didn't do the work. Okay. You know what yes. I mean? So, um, no, Ice Cube did not write our album, mm-hmm. and although he is our ruthless brother and we love him to death and we're very close to him. And although he did take part of writing yes. some stuff on yes. our album. Mostly our diss yeah. okay. record. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. Supersonic. <laughs> it was a song on the other side. Of <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so we just wanted to straighten that out because we, we did a lot of work on that song and, you know, we are very, we take a lot of pride Okay. In that. So we don't want that narrative to be out there that we didn't even do the work, that we were just the mouthpieces. And that's not true. We actually did the work and we did write this. We wrote several songs on our album. Right. Understood. And you guys should make sure you get the credit because I feel like JJ Fed isn't getting enough credit. And I know you guys feel the same way, but let's take it back. Okay. You know, to the beginning, because you guys formed as a group as teenagers, right? Yes. All right. How old? 14. <gasps> Baby. Was, Baby. Uh-huh. That's why. <laughs> Baby yes. D. Baby D. 14 years yes. old. Oh, that's wild. Yes. And I was I, 19. I didn't, I didn't realize you were only 14 and you were mm-hmm. only 19 years old. All right. So let's talk about how y'all came together because at first it was four of you. Five. Five of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was five at first. Um, how it all happened is that I just want, I had heard, actually heard Salt and Pepper, mm-hmm. their album. And I was like, gosh, wish, really wish the West Coast could be, you know, represented like that. So one of my friends was like, well, you should do it. You know, you like to rap. You're an entertainer. Go 
ahead and try to start a rap group. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so then I had an audition in my mom's den. I love it. And and I had a group already. Yes. So my the, with the age difference, my uh-huh. group was, we were the cautious crew. You know, we had break dancing. We did all all type of things, um, talent shows and everything. And you were a beatboxer also? And I was a beatboxer. The yes. first yes. female beatboxer. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And that doesn't so, get enough credit as well. Right. But um, she, I held this audition and... Her cousin was actually my best friend. Okay. And she told me that I, my little cousin can beatbox. I'm like, get out of here. There was no female that could beatbox. And she's like, okay, well, you just wait. So she came with her cautious crew. Yes. <laughs> and when I say she blew me away, she blew me away. So not only did I take her, I took the whole crew. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Your mom, so your mom was very supportive of your career early on. Oh, my gosh. So supportive and just encouraging and, you know, always wanting to help us. She started our, um, you know, when they used to have the fan club letters, she mm-hmm. started our fan club. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was it was just amazing how, you know, how much support that she gave all of us. Yeah. And at the age of 14, Baby D, how supportive was your family? Oh, my mother. Oh, my brother and my sister. Everybody was very, very supportive. But then it was like, no, you can't leave. You, you're too little. You're too young. And my mom, she was afraid at first. Mm-hmm. No, like, I'm not going to let you go out there. You're Rightfully too young. Rightfully so. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're too young. But she had to get uh, permissions yeah. and everything. And Jerry and they... We're going to take care of her, I promise. Tutors on so. tour, because we did a tour the first year. Okay. So. That's good that they were yeah. aware of all of those things yeah. mm-hmm. that you would need and involved the way that they were, but also yeah. supportive. Yes. yes. They were. Yes. It, is, it is a crazy business. And then you guys also did end up signing to Ruthless Records, yes. right? And yep. y'all were like the... Um, <laughs> Very different, yes, from the other acts on Ruthless Records. Yes, we we dub ourselves the Ruthless Princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. Um, they were in the middle of starting the NWA album, so they were already progressing. They were already starting, and then Dre, Jerry told Dre, and Easy told Dre, stop, just stop right now, because I got these girls, and we need to put them out first. And the reason we need to put them out first is because they're so hardcore. Right. They were afraid that mainstream wouldn't embrace them or the label. Right. Mm-hmm. So they put us out first as a way to be reputable, as a way to be like, okay, they're mainstream. Okay, they're going to anything Open on the Ruthless. Doors. Yeah, anything on Ruthless is going to be fine. You know, so we opened the doors for them to break out. Like soften it up. Yeah. Right. And also, <laughs> right, and right, also right. funded their album with our... Because with our, your album went gold. It yeah. went and eventually it, platinum. And eventually platinum. Yeah. Right. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Yes. That I feel like people need to talk about that yes. even more than they do. And so back to the disc records, because you yeah. said Ice Cube helped write some <laughs> of that. I can't believe J.J. Fad was doing disc records. I heard Sun Pepper had a little beef with y'all for a second. Like, we, well, it was, it was, you <laughs> know, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we came out even, we thought like dissing was the way. Right. You know, but we only did our. Uh, Sun Pepper did that too when they yeah. always came out. Right, yeah, right. So we thought records. that that's that was out did. at the time, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we just said, well, let's just throw this out there, and that was the A side. So we like, we're gonna diss, we're gonna diss. So we wanted to have fun, and then still like try to get a little name for ourselves. <laughs> yes. Right. So little that, there. Yes. But that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work. Let me tell you. And we love everybody that w- we dissed, and that was so childish of us. But they but all, it was all business. Shantae did it. Too. Everybody. Yeah. Did. You know, so that was kind of yeah. The thing. It was the thing at the time. Right. That's why I said it ain't no hard feelings against nobody. But one time we was in the club with our. A PR person mm-hmm. and he flipped that record on the B side and Supersonic took off. Yeah, it like was that. like because the A side was the disc record. Okay, yeah, and then we flipped it over and to the B side. The club went wild. And he was like, "That's the record you guys need. That's to put the one out you first. need to put out." That's yeah. something that I feel like to this day is still a, a hit. Even if you would have put it out like now, uh huh, it just sounds very timeless. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. And we're surprised at how like there's kids that weren't even born. 
at the time this record came out and they we love supersonic mm-hmm. and it didn't hurt that it was on the trailer to the sonic movie because that brought in a whole that new generation did. of fans right. so we're just you know we're so blessed that it's still it's still relevant and people still love it and like you said it's timeless so that that's just such a blessing for us and financially like for instance i used to work with Nile rogers and he wrote we are family so he always yes. talks about how that song is so big it makes him a lot of money yeah to this day every single year does supersonic still bring in like some we're, great checks every year yes, absolutely and and, you know, still being able to go out and perform, and that helps as well. Mm-hmm. But I, we're not going to lie. We all have regular jobs. Yeah. Right. So Supersonic doesn't make us rich. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it, it still pays the bills, and it's it's, it's nice income that we love. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you made a record, you're rich. You right. know, and it's it's just not like that. You know, we want benefits. We want consistency. So we all hold regular jobs. Yeah. Now, I know you guys said you never broke up, but you did take a break from the industry just because yes. of family reasons, yes. uh, handling things like that. And I remember um, Saw and Pepper even talking about that, how sometimes having a kid in this business some, you know, and I think even to this day with women, like I remember when Cardi B was pregnant and people were like, oh, no, that's going to ruin things. But it didn't. No. You know, and so um, back then, what was it like when you guys were like, OK, we're ready to to do this? Did you think you were still going to be touring and, and working or was it like, you know what, maybe we do need to take a little break? We took a break. Mm-hmm. We definitely took a break because we had children that we wanted to be there for. We didn't we didn't want to miss the first walk. We didn't want to miss right. the first game. We didn't right. want to miss the first dance. You know, we wanted to be there for every step of the way. So when we did just get back together, we didn't ever break up. We just went home, you know, to be home with our families. Mm-hmm. They were old enough to understand, and we seen every first, right. every right. first. We didn't miss not one first. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the same age group. Yeah, that's, like that's her, firstborn, that's her firstborn is my goddaughter, and my firstborn is she's the See, I love the yeah. fact that it wasn't never no issues, because, you know, no. you hear about groups, men and women, yeah. all the time, and there's all this drama, and then this person <laughs> said this, and now y'all dissing each other yes. but you have to come back together because you needed to right yeah, no, right this is all love all, all love, love. And, and and we're not gonna lie i mean there's times where we fight or we argue right but the, the bottom line is communication and we're all christians mm-hmm. so we know how to talk to each other we know how to resolve problems we know how to say hey you know what i was wrong and i'm sorry okay you know we know how to do that and i always say all time in every interview what god brought together how dare us tear it apart for our own selfish reasons or for our own egos so we always go back to communicating. God put us together. That's where we're going to stay until death do us part like right. we're married. <laughs> so. Now, how was it for you guys being in the midst? Because there was a lot of drama going on, you know, being signed to a label like Ruthless and even with Jerry Heller and with yeah. people talking about the business side of things and then the breakup and NWA. I mean, y'all were in the midst of all that and we never yeah. get to hear your side of how that affected your business. Yeah. How did that affect you guys as a group and, and your music? At the time, um, it wasn't, that's when we kind of stepped away and was with our babies. We Good timing. Them. Yes. Good, yes. perfect timing because yes. in between all that, we stayed mutual. They were ha- uh, having it out, you know, and we were in the background like, oh my God, what is next, <laughs> you know, but we stayed mutual. We loved both sides. Mm-hmm. We love both sides and we, yeah. they, they kept it like that. That wasn't our business, right. you know, so that's why I still all love with everybody right everyone. we didn't take no sides yeah there we had no issues with anybody and we did take a break at that time so we were pretty much out of the picture at that time but i will say and people always like jerry heller he was a crook blah 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 blah. but i have to tell you jerry heller was heller was very good to us okay um he as far as we know and mind you we're young so we didn't know contractual stuff but 
he gave us our own publishing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we and he made sure like we, we he accounted for everything. Like we didn't see that we any got, we Right. You know. We didn't see any issues. Did y'all have lawyers that were handling that or did he They just, were his lawyers. That's see, and that's, that's always a no no. Yes, yes. But well, we fortunately, didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were young. But I still say to this day, like he treated us just like his kids. We mm-hmm. were very close to him. Like he has a picture of us all on his wall. It's we called him Uncle Jerry. Right. You know, so we didn't see any of that. Now, whether it was there or not and there was little chipping off the side, we have no we idea. We have no idea. Mm-mm. And baby D, you we were only, you, you know, were so chipping. young that it's probably you could have gotten out of any contract right at that age. Right. I would think. Right. Right. Because when we look at it now and like, wait, where's your mama's signature? Because <laughs> we sure still be looking yeah. at day because, you know, it's just it's just funny how I mean. People, even when they made the um, Straight Outta Compton movie, like we were snubbed out of that. And that that really hurt us because we were there. And like she said earlier, we opened the doors for Ruthless. So how could you even do Ruthless movie, story, whatever, without even mentioning us? But you know what that leaves a great space for? I know you guys are working on your own movie. Yeah. And I think that leaves a great space for you to be able to tell your own story from the way that y'all saw it. And I know they they always say a lot of things were left out of that movie. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like that would have actually been a benefit. Because business-wise, even seeing how they put you guys out first, you guys Mm -hmm. went gold and then eventually platinum with your album and how it was used as a way to kind of soften the way. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. As a story. And we also Mm -hmm. didn't see enough of like women. You guys were also the first female rap group to be nominated for a Grammy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, and I saw you guys talking about this too. And I saw Jerry Heller also shouting you all out for Uh um, the contributions that you've made and and not gotten the recognition for, Mm -hmm. but you weren't even invited to the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And being the first female rap group Mm -hmm. nominated for a Grammy, Grammy. I would think at least be in the audience, at least some type of interview or something. Right. Right, exactly. Because if you're at the Grammys and they're honoring rap and we're the rap was the very first category in the the 80s and you were the first one nominated. Why are you not there? Mm -hmm, Like all of us should have been there. It was who was nominated? Us, yeah. Salt and Pepper, Jazzy Jeff, Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Public Enemy, Kumo D. And they boycotted. <laughs> yeah, they boycotted. And we was there. <laughs> yes, us and Kumo D. We was hanging in there. But I, the funny Kumo thing D. is, is I always remember Chuck saying, Y'all need to go yeah. because this is important. We're going to make a statement because that's what we do. That's who we are. You know, Public Enemy, they're going to make a statement. Right. So he said, But you guys need to go. He goes, this is a first. You guys are young. This is an opportunity that may never come again. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> not not yet. We yeah. might, hey, we still got opportunities. <laughs> still got right. But um, <laughs> we're thankful that we did. Yeah. Because we got to bring our parents. Mm-hmm. And they got to see, you know, they were so proud. And they got to see us shine and, you know, wear our little tuxedo skirts. And just it was just really a night to remember. It and was. We, we, we cherish that. Right. Yeah. No, and I saw even with Public Enemy, they were just at the iHeart Festival. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about them getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. I think they were only the fourth hip hop group ever to be inducted and you guys uh, were actually there for that right yes so you have a a still good relationship with Chuck D yes very very good relationship he I I call him like a mentor because we went matter of fact we had the very we were on the very first national hip hop tour which was the Runs House tour Mm -hmm. we were on that tour the only women only women women. okay and they all were so protective and they treated us like gold and like she's gonna have to tell you the story about Run DMC but anyway I'll tell you finish telling you about Chuck (laughs) He would, we would take long walks, like after the show, like wherever we are. And he would tell tell me about the business. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you have this. Make sure you have that. Like he always mentored me. Mm-hmm. 
um, and said, these are the things that you need to do to be successful. And I'll never forget that because mm. I cherished all that knowledge that he had at yeah. that time, you know. So that was really special to me. And that's why I just, I love him. Now I want to hear your story. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Long. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just like I had to stay home. See, I had to stay in the room because I was young. You Mm -hmm. know, I was 14. And then you would take like DMC and say, come on, you know, I'll babysit. I'll babysit. So he was my personal babysitter. (laughs) And we would sit and write raps. And just, you know, all night until they come and get me. And we just had the greatest time, like Flavor. You know, Flavor was like... Oh, you know, he was wild and crazy. I got to run around with him a little bit, you know, but then now go going back to the babysitter. Right, that's <laughs> you know? So we, we wanted to go out. To, we wanted yeah. to go to the club, yeah. and she couldn't go. Right. So <laughs> D, D was like, I'll watch her. Yeah, he wasn't getting out like them, so he took care of me, and I love yeah. him for that. That's good that people were actually looking out for you because we've yes. heard a lot of horror stories of what it can be like for women in this mm-hmm. business. Right. Um, who was it? Kevin Powell. What's up? It's Angela Yee. And if you know me, you know I have several businesses. Well, one of them had closed down for a little while, but we just reopened it. And that is my juice bar. It's called Nourish Spot BK. And as soon as we reopened, we were really on the clock to find people who can make juices, sandwiches, acai bowls. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. Maybe you see the perfect candidate. Well, ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature lets you cut the line. You can invite your top choices to apply and you can even encourage them to apply sooner. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash way up. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just recently was writing an article about how hip hop has changed so much from when it used to be like making a statement Mm -hmm. to what it is today, you know. And listen, there's always been a variety in hip hop. I think it's always like fun songs. There are songs that make political statements. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's space for everything. What do you guys think about music today? I I like the music. Well, I can't even say that. Let me take that back. Some (laughs) of the music I like today. I'll tell you what I do admire about women in hip hop today, though, Mm. is that they are doing it on their own terms. They don't have a male person behind them. They're doing it all themselves. Now, you think back to our time. We had Ruthless. We had N.W.A. They were like our brothers. Mm -hmm. And then you had... Salt um, and Pepper and Salt and Pepper had... Would they have a... Herbie, 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 Herbie Love, yeah. but what they call their it, crew though? I forgot what their crew. Was, okay, they have a crew, and then Queen Latifah, she had um, she had her crew, Flavor yeah, Unit, yeah, Flavor yeah, Unit, yeah, yeah which eventually she unit. became yeah. the head of Flavor Unit. But everybody had like males behind them, and yeah. not saying that they were pushing our buttons, but we did have to go through them and say, "What about this song?" or "Can you help us with this song?" You know, you know that we had to answer to them, not really answer to them, but get their approval on how do you like this, how do you like that. But now, women of today. They're doing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It used to be you needed that male cosign yeah. in order to yes. even be heard. But yeah. now it's like, okay, I'm outside. Right. <laughs> right. But that also is part of why streaming has been really effective for people to be able mm-hmm. to put out stuff like in their own time and not mm-hmm. have to have a huge machine behind them always. Right. Like, you know, you used to have to be signed to a major label for people to even know who you were, work uh-huh. the record, go to the markets, visit, right. do yes. tours, yes. do this huge press run. Then the article doesn't come out for three months. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So now it's like I could go right on my own thing right now, right here. And we respect that. I mean, that wouldn't be our style like some of the women of today, the way they dress and how they're, you know, they're very sexual. Mm -hmm. That's just not who we are. Right. But we give them respect because that's who they are and that's who they want. That's if that's the image you want, you like it, I love it. But JJ Fab was just so necessary back then because I even remember for myself just watching the video how much fun it was. That fast rap. (laughs) Okay, because nobody could get that. Right. Right. I was like, all I could do was that's it, that's it. That was it. (laughs) That's the only part. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But Eminem actually paid homage to you guys as well. Yeah. Yeah, so how did that feel to have like, you know, because I'm sure that was unexpected at the time. Very unexpected. We were so honored about about him, Fergie. Mm -hmm. Um, You got um, Redman did a little something. something. But it's quite a few people that we could uh, pay homage about um, Supersonic and J.J. Fad. And we appreciate that. Where does the J.J. Fad movie start? We are in the writing processes right now. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to do a documentary first. Okay. And then go on from there. So we're just in the infantry, infancy, infancy stages right now. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll get there. We'll let you know for sure. Okay. Hope, we're hoping by next year. But by where did, okay, but where does the story start for you guys? Like if you see the opening scene, what uh-huh. do you see in the opening scene? The auditions in the den. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that Yeah. I think people would be interested in, you know, seeing like that's the beginning beginning. Right. How many know. people auditioned? Was Ooh, it was like forty? Mm, shoot, you tell me. Yeah. I mean, I know I my think, crew game. Yeah, I know how she had before that. Yeah, there was about after them we shut it down. No, <laughs> that's it. There was about forty. Okay. Yeah, there was about forty, and we live in a very small town. It was called Rialto, California, which mm-hmm. is about sixty miles east of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Rialto, we love to represent them because Baby D and I are both from Rialto, and we just got a street named after us. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw that. Yes, <laughs> that's yes, a yes. That yes. must have been really exciting. Yes, that, that was, was such an honor. Yes, yes, yes that yes. was awesome. See, like when your hometown loves you. Yeah. 
Yeah, just it's amazing. Now, how hard was it back then for you guys to date? Just because y'all were like the super group, you had these men around you treating you like little sisters, mm-hmm. very overly protective. Yes. So how did that work? Like, were y'all in the midst of working, being able to like, well, you were only 14. Yeah, I was right. only 14, but they, nobody wasn't, we wasn't even, we was just having fun. It, mm-hmm. You wasn't even looking for a boyfriend. You weren't looking for nobody. It was just like, you going from state to state to state. You didn't have time to right. look for no boyfriend. Right. Because... But when people, it's funny though, because when people came to our doors though, you would have NWA standing there like, what do you want? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, no you're not going in there. <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were protective in that way. But like she said, we weren't really thinking about yeah, dating really... at that time because we were so busy with the music, so busy on tour. Like, that was like the last thing mm-hmm. on our mind. Did any of your parents, any were anybody's parents involved in management at that time? No. Okay. That was never a conversation? No. Mm-hmm. But, they all, but they all met Jerry. Okay. You know, and they wanted to see if they could trust him and everything, and they all fell in love with him. And, you know, he has the gift of gab, so Mm -hmm. they were like, okay, you're in good hands. Now, you guys also have um, still been on the road. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about that. Like, what's different today when you do these tours than there was back then? Um, Some things that you have coming up also? Okay. I think, for me... The difference is, is that when you, when we were young and we were going on tour, all we thought about was going on stage, performing, having fun. But now when you go to these different places, you learn how to soak it in. Mm -hmm. You learn how to be like, you know what? We came here before, but we really never saw this or we really never saw that. So we're trying to take in everything that we're seeing right now so we can hold it, you know, close to us and have that memory. Before, yeah, we went to different states, but we really didn't care about what was out there and what we needed to see. And now we just learned to. Tour bus. Yes. Now we just learned to embrace, you know, where we are what we want to see and just take the time to enjoy it. And now everybody just has their phones out. I noticed that like when you go to a show, a lot of people aren't in the moment like they should be. Yes. Everybody is like trying to film. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a videographer. Yeah. And it's like, why don't y'all put your phones down and just enjoy like pay it. attention and enjoy it. Yeah. That's why sometimes it's nice when they make you put your phone away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. to, to experience things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys decided after taking a break that you want to come back together, that was after Fergie mm-hmm. um, sampled you guys. Yes. And then you were like, you know what? It's yes. time to get the band back <laughs> together again. Yeah. What was the process like for that to get back together? It's well, easy. Yeah. It was, it was easy. just a phone call. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was that easy. Yeah, right? It's super ready? easy. And then they were like, well, what are you going to do? Like, like. It's like riding a bike. Like, we didn't even really have to practice that much. You know, mm-hmm. we did some a little bit of old show. We added a little bit of new things. And it was just, it was so easy. It's like we never left. Right. And that was like 10, 12 years. Right. After. So we it, we just hopped right back on that horse and just kept going. We just kind of ma- make sure that, uh, do you have to work this day? Yes. <laughs> okay, can you get off this day? Could you request off? Okay. Okay. We, we can do it. And you guys so. do have uh, day jobs, yes, like you yes. said. So you work both in healthcare? Is I'm that... a school nurse. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a supervisor for a casino hotel. Okay. And Sassy C is a respiratory therapist. Yes. First of all, how exciting to to have you as a school nurse. I know, right? <laughs> like, do the kids know? We can, I keep, I have like two different personas. So, so at work, I'm Juana, Nurse Juana, um, and it does come out eventually. Like, I need to go to the... <laughs> you try to keep it on the down low, but eventually, like every job I've been at, eventually they're like, oh, we heard that you... Yeah. So it eventually gets out, but they know that I'm there to do that job. Right. And I'm also a cheer coach there too. So okay. I do the cheer and so they know. But That's still cool to be able to like brag on that. Like, yeah. I'm a cheer coach. Yeah. <laughs> And baby D, what about you at your job? Do people know like this is I mean they know. They I mean they tell everybody that come in the door. I bet. And so before that ten or twelve years before Fergie put out her song, did you guys have conversations about let's do some more? Like let's 
or that was really what solidified it? Like, were there times when you guys were communicating, but it wasn't right timing? Mm-hmm. Or... I don't think we actually thought about yeah. it because we were so busy raising our kids mm-hmm. and right. all my kids are in sports. Right. And then her kids were always involved in things. So it's like we were just focused on that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even think we thought about it until someone actually approached us and oh, said, hey, okay. you know, right. we heard this for you song. We love Supersonic. Are you guys, you know, do you want to come do a show? And then that's when the phone call started. And that's right. when we started communicating about it. And that's when we made that ultimate decision to get back out there. Because by this time, our kids are older, mm-hmm. you know, and they're pretty much self-sufficient. Right. So. Was it hard to have a song that's your first single come out and be so huge? Because sometimes that's like a gift and a curse. Some people like a build up, like, okay, I put out this song, then the next song. But that song is like a monster hit. It's really hard. It's really hard because... You can get spoiled, too, being young. And you come out and you're like, yes! (laughs) This is the thing, though. This is the thing that is the craziest to us is like everybody, not everybody, but some people will say, oh, you guys are a one-hit wonder. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we had one monster hit, but that doesn't make us a one hit wonder because our true fans are like, oh, I like this song, our I true, like that song. Yeah, yes, I love the, the I love the B side. Right. I love the hip hop because we had a, we called a hop a uh, hip hip side, hip side and a the hop, hop side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So the hop side, like they love, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's like, I like the B side. I like this song way better than Supersonic. So our true fans really know that. Um, we're not a one-hit wonder right. because they love the entire album. Mm-hmm. Right. So that I mean that kind of bothers, but I get it because it was so big, That's and some people that. do only know that song. But right. your true fans and your true followers, they know that right. that album was bomb. I mean, it was a Dre production. You know, you got to run it. And you guys are still cool with him to this day. I saw yes. y'all, he FaceTimed you guys yeah. like, somewhere yeah. doing an interview. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine, so you, you are working on some new music. Yes. Okay, so what what's the, the sound like now for JJ Fad? And that's where we're torn. Mm-hmm. Because if you really think about it, Angela, how many people from the 80s have come back and tried to come back and make a song and it was successful? Right. Not very many. I don't I don't think. think there's I don't think there's any to be honest with you. I don't right. think there's any. So, um we're being really careful about how we come back because you don't want to alienate those fans that love Supersonic. Right. Mm-hmm. But you also want to make sure that you're up to date with what people are hearing. Right. Today. I also feel like it's a very nostalgic time. Yeah. People love going back and sampling songs uh-huh. and some of the feels of certain things kind of remind you of that era cuz yes. some people would say that's like one of the best eras of music. It's feel good. You know, um, so it's like being true to who you are, but also knowing how to, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's a, it is a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. How do, how do yeah. you do that? Because so, I'm trying to think who has had uh, from the 80s come back and done something right that's yeah. been there, I, there, mm. we have we, tried, we tried to tried. flip it in <laughs> flip yes it in. but it's just a, a little fast paced still dance type mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. know but then we don't want to be just too A B C D E F G. you know right. so you still gotta we just we dibbing and dabbling we got yeah. the title for the songs doing a little writing we actually did a song with uh, Ozo Motley and Lisa mm-hmm. Lisa oh yeah uh, first of all you know I used to let me send Lisa Lisa yes I that was that was cool. It was fun to was do that and get fun. back in the studio and really, you know, put something out there. So that was a lot of fun. Maybe I should do another a new disc record. Who y'all gonna? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, we messing with them girls. <laughs> <laughs> 
cannot yeah. go over well today. Yes. <laughs> People are way too sensitive today. Exactly. I think the last person who really did that was 50 that it really kind of worked for. And then yeah. after that, when he did um, How to Rob, or whatever, and then mm-hmm. after that, yeah, it's kind of like you can't that. be just somebody yeah. will shoot, shoot you. <laughs> yeah, don't play that. I them people. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I want to thank you guys so much for coming through. This honestly was such a pleasure for me. I know this all started with you wanting to make sure that you set the record straight. Yes. Um, is there anything else you feel like you need to set the record straight on while we're here? Only that we just want our flowers while we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to wait till something bad happened and they could have, should have, would have us. We feel like we deserve to be on the platform with all the hip-hop, you know, with all the pop, hip-hop. We crossed over early, and at one point, now they mad that they were mad. Like, they crossed over, they crossed over. Now everybody want to cross over, Mm -hmm. you know? It's it's just, we just want the respect and the love that, you know, we we deserve. Right. That's all. And our our place is stamped in hip-hop history. Yeah. So give us that respect. If you have hip-hop's 50th, then include us, because what more history do you have than having being nominated for the first Grammy, you know, being on the first national tour. Like, what more history is there than that, you know, as far as hip-hop goes? So, we, yeah, we just want that respect. We just want to be included, you know, in the 50th anniversary and all the time, just even in the conversations. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to just be the 50th anniversary. And it doesn't have to just be about women and hip-hop. It could be hip-hop in general. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Because, listen, being on Ruthless Records ain't... (laughs) 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 You know, but, um, and shout out to Clover Hope too who included you guys oh, yes. I, I yes. honestly love her book uh-huh. um, her book is called The Women Who Made Hip Hop mm-hmm. and there were so many women some I didn't know about but uh-huh. a lot that I was like oh my god I forgot about you know yes all these different artists mm-hmm. and you guys are definitely in there but this is an honor for me to have y'all up here Thank just you. because I grew up as a hip hop kid in Brooklyn and so like I said I never thought I'd be in a position to be sitting in a room with you guys so thank oh. you so much oh thank you thank you, thank you. We, had, we had a good time thanks good. Angela and thank you for letting us have our voice and set that record straight because we wrote our songs. <laughs> yeah. No, and it was definitely misinformation. I know it wasn't no hard feelings. No, none at all. Because you know, some people will attack you, be like, "Yeah, you dummy," but yeah, oh, very no. like, "No, this is not you." We right. would like yeah. to set the record straight, and I immediately was like, "Yes, please." Mm-hmm. And another thing that cracks me up is like, we had um, someone said. Why isn't Ice Cube talking? How come he's not saying anything? And I'm like, this is not, not his. True. Yeah. Like, why does he need to say anything? We're telling you, you know. <laughs> like, it's not his thing. It's not his deal. <laughs> Let me ask you this: When he wrote some, when he helped write some diss records and help with that, was there anything that you were like, "This is too much. I'm not saying that." Oh no, we loved it. Yeah. Okay. Because we were such was young little girls. Right. We're like, oh, and we get to say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because no, okay. some of them diss records that they wrote was so harsh. Yes. I was like. Yours was fun. Uh, yes. It was still... We had some brutal ones, though. Yeah, I was going to say, still offensive. <laughs> yes. It was we still brutal. Yeah, But it wasn't like... Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like no coming back from right. it. Right. Did you ever have to, like... I know you are cool with Roxanne Shantae, mm-hmm. but was yeah. there ever any, like, explanation? Like, look, girl, you know, it wasn't no... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've had those conversations. Because yeah. um, we, we actually... Awkward you know, moments. Like, yes. <laughs> we also... We went up to Sirius, and um, we, had, we were there with us and Yo-Yo and a bunch of women, and... <laughs> We were talking about it. I said, come on, Roxanne, let's take a picture. And we took a picture like boxing gloves, like we were boxing <laughs> each other, like we were still beefing. But um, no, we we know that that was all yeah. for pub, you mm-hmm. know, to get out there. That was a way for right. us to get in the door. So we thought, you know. Yeah, it's and like a hip-hop battle. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no hard feelings with anybody. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to the documentary. I'm looking forward to the movie. Thank you. So keep me updated. We will. For sure. All right, JJ Fad. It's Wake Up with Angela Yee. 
Hey, it's Angela Yee from Way Up with Angela Yee. Imagine swapping your car keys for a chance to move your body, better mental health, connecting with your community, and creating memories without spending money. Join me and embrace nature's pace by taking a walk, hike, or a bike ride with Rails to Trails Conservancy, because our time on the trail is so much more than a day outside. Get ideas for getting outside at reelstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 